Today's podcast is brought to you by Faith Versus Fear, Breaking Family Size, now available on Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. You are now listening to Renewed Mind Revolution Podcast with your host, Michelle Kakal. Welcome to Renewed Mind Revolution Podcast with your host, Michelle Kakal. Listen, you guys, every time that beat drops, I just want to start coming in, humming and singing. It does something to me. I love that beat that drops in the intro of this podcast. Listen, I'm in a good mood. I'm in a great mood and not because everything is going perfect, but it's my choice. I choose to be happy today. I choose to celebrate life today. I choose to put a smile on my face today. I choose to be present in the moment, present in life, present in my family's life. Come on, I choose to be there. I choose to be there today. And I hope you do too. It is always, and I mean always, my honor and my pleasure to be able to come and share some tips and some tools with you that I know, I mean, I absolutely know, will help you, will assist you in becoming a better you. Well, how do I know? How can I be so confident? Because it's been tried and proven. I've done it myself. I don't share anything with you that I have not implemented in my own life. You guys know that I'm here to be transparent. I'm here to empower. I'm here to uplift and I'm here to encourage. And so today is a great day to do that. Today is a great day to get on here and remind you how great you are, how valuable you are, not only to those who are around you, but those who have not yet even met you. Come on, you have something valuable in you. Somebody's waiting for that, something, a gift that's in you. And somebody's waiting for you to come and share that gift with them. Come on. And so because of that, because I'm so assured of that, I am here on a weekly basis to remind you how you are not a survivor, but an overcomer. You guys, if you listen to these podcasts enough, you know that I am not a survivor type of person. I don't use that word. I use overcomer because that's what the Bible says that we are. We are overcomers. And that's what I believe. I do not look like what I've been through. Neither do you. We don't look like we are survival list, but we look like we are conquerors. We look like we are overcomers. We look like that we are strong and mighty, right? Not bruised and battered. Come on, somebody. Today is a good day, and I'm just here to encourage you. I'm here to uplift you. I'm here to share with you good news, good news, good news. We hear so much of bad news, right? That's something you can get all over. You can just click a button on your phone or your laptop or on your computer, even your radio, just switch the button, switch the knob, and you will definitely hear something that is negative, something that is doom and gloom. But I'm here to give you something totally opposite of what you've been hearing. 
something totally opposite of what you've been feeding yourself, I'm coming today to share with you some good news, some positivity in a world that is so surrounded with negativity. We've been hearing so much. I know where I live um, constantly, constantly, my phone actually has an alert to, you know, different uh, activities that happens within my area. So constantly my phone is binging from, uh, you know, this incident here or this incident there, or, you know, someone has been shot, there is shooting, there is chaos. We don't even have to have an app to get those alerts. We can turn on our television and we can see the news that is reminding us of, of the chaos. I mean, we're still dealing with COVID-19, but I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about uh, the the people, you know, the chaos that's going on in our in our country and our nations. Um, so much crime, so much uh, 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 loss of, of hope. We talked about this before many uh, times before, when people have no hope. You know, there is chaos. There is chaos. People need hope, and so we're looking at right now. At a society where it is very difficult to find hope, you know, to find people who have hope. And how do I know this is by, once again, the behavior that I am witnessing and I know that you're seeing it too. Um, and it's, and I've shared this before, but, you know, there are young people and older people, but mostly young people who are feeling like, you know, what's the point? What's the, what's the, um, you know, reason for me to continue on with school or, or life because everything seems to be coming to an a end, right? They have this doom and this gloom that has just kind of, you know, come over them. And if you talk to some, you know, young people, you will hear that from a lot of people. They just, they see no future. Come on. They see no future. And that's what hopeless. They see no future. When you don't see a future, when you can't see yourself, you know, not just tomorrow, but if you can't see yourself in 10 years, 15 years, even five years, you have lost hope. So today I want to talk a little bit about hope, right? I want to talk about how powerful having hope is. Um, I know how, how powerful it is to not have hope. You see a society where it's in pure uh, chaos, uh, uh, people being uh, violent against one another for no reason, no reason at all. I'm not talking about vengeance. I'm talking about just for no reason, not liking what you look like, not liking what you're wearing, getting mad because you cut them off um, while driving a car. You know, back in the day, it was a good hunk of your horn, people going about their business. Now, they're shooting each other on highways, expressways, on streets, just for no reason, right? And so if this is all that you're being fed, is this shooting, 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 mass shootings. People can't even go into a store. You know, you go into the grocery stores, you're going into, you know, the, the markets and you're, you're kind of let your guards down a little bit because these are places that were considered safe places, just like the movie theaters at one time. You know, they were considered safe places until someone came in there and began to, sh you know, shoot it up and, and, and bring violence to a place that you once felt comfortable 
when you sit in a movie theater, you lean back in your chair, the, the, the lights dim down, the music come up, and, and you get comfortable. You begin to eat your snacks if you have your family there. You're looking down at your family, you know, making eye contact, laughing, and enjoying that moment, right? And, and then all of a sudden, you know, we have chaos that has come to that place. So now, you know, if, you, if you're in the show, you hear noise, you're looking around, you, you're uncomfortable because now you know that what once was a very comfortable and secure place for you now has become a place that you know, violence has been brought to and could again. You're in the shopping, you know, area, you're in the mall, you're in the store, grocery store. You just want to pick up a couple of items and you're just, you know, doing what you do, listen to the music, you know, and you're, and you're pushing your carts and you kind of, let me just pick this up. You're not thinking about uh, violence coming through that door. You're not thinking about a fight breaking down the next aisle. You're not thinking about somebody who is in the bathroom and preparing themselves to come out shooting everybody for no reason at all, randomly shooting people. People. You're not thinking that. You're thinking, what did I come here for? Oh, they got this on sale. Oh, they have that on sale. So your mind is not even there, right? And so now you have all this chaos that has come to a place that you once felt comfortable. Let, let me not even go to the churches, you know, how people brought the violence to the church where you would sit there and the church was a, really a safety zone where you felt uh, at peace, you felt, uh, you know, that, that God was there, um, you was uh, with your family, you was with your friends, people that you probably have known for uh, your entire life, and they are there, and you all are smiling, you, you, you consider it an honor and a privilege to be able to meet and greet again one more week. And, and how long you've known each other, history is there. That bond is there. That friendship is there. They're beyond friends at this point. You've known them so long, they're a family, right? And, and, and so it, it, you, you let your guards down. You're, you're sitting there and you have your eyes closed. Church is the place that you feel like you can have your eyes closed. And you let your guards down and you relax. Because you know that this is a place where the spirit of God dwells. And so it's a security. It's a safety there. But then you, you, you read and watch the news. And you see that even in this place. Where, where the spirit of God rests, where your family, your friends, your loved ones, you have built relationships with people that are here and you can, you feel safe with them and they feel safe with you and, and, and your church is like a second home, but, but, but something has happened now, somebody has brought violence to your church. So this is what we have been seeing for several years. For several years, we've been seeing this trend. It's a very nasty, negative trend that is actually robbing hope from people. You don't understand the buildup. You don't understand the buildup. But I want to show you this. I want to bring this to your attention. The buildup of what this does. Over time, people think that people become um, desensitized. But you do not. You do not become desensitized from constant 
uh, exposure to violence and constant exposure to uh, being uncomfortable and experiencing hate and experiencing racism and experiencing inequality. You don't become numb to that. You never become numb to that. You don't really quite adjust to that. But it does something to you over a period of time. And what it can do to a people over a, 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 a you know a long span of time is rob them of their hope. And I want to make you aware of that because I don't want you to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to ever get to a place where I, I have no hope. Because if I have no hope, I have no future. If I have no future, what is that sentence? That sentence is death. Okay, and we're not just talking about physical death, but we're talking about emotional and a mental death. Okay, it's not always just a physical, but it is a draining, it is a emotionally draining, a, a, a mentally draining experience. It's a death. And so right now, once I have just shown you, I build a very small case, but I could go on and on with examples of being exposed as a society to the negativity, to the crime, to the injustice, to the inequality, to the hatred. When you, when you watch those videos and you see, you know, someone just spewing out hate to someone else based upon nothing but the difference that they have, such as the color of their skin or where they live or their financial differences. If we see that over and over again, I mean, you see real hate, you still, you, you hear the ignorance, you hear the hate and the violence and you see the violence over time, that begins to bother you. Over time, that exposure begins to bother you. And right now, that's what we're seeing all the time. We have access to not just the news outlet or our televisions, but we have access to, you know, the internet and all the different apps where people are personally able to be there, like news reporters. They're there, you know, on the scene quicker than a news reporter. And they're there and they're filming everything. I mean, every violent act, every car crash, every uh, fire, every mass shooting. I mean, they're giving you one on one experience up close and, and personal things that we never would have personally wanted to see. But now we're exposed to it all the time, 24 um, seven, right at our fingertips. Right at our fingertips. We get the alerts on our phones. We get alerts from our apps. Uh, we know people. I have learned of people who were celebrities, um, you know, dying from an app, from people who have shared it quicker than I have from a news outlet. And that's just the honest truth. I've heard it quicker. I mean, really, really quick from a news, from an app. From someone sharing it than I have from the news outlet. But there's constant, this constant, you know, clicking and alerts and viewing and watching and, and being surrounded by 
everyday updates. We understand that people have a job and their job is to update you on this, this, and this, but we are not supposed to 24-7 take all of that in because when we do, it will affect you. Not just me, not just your neighbor, but you too. The worst thing that you can do is think that you're so strong. This doesn't bother me. I could do this all day. You're lying to yourself. You can speak to a, a very uh, experienced homicide detective who's been years doing homicide. And they are not numbed. They're going to get a case that's going to affect them. They're going to get it. A case that they was, they could tell you now that case that bothered them, that they have lost sleep over, that they just couldn't stop until they resolved it because it was so heinous, so awful, so cruel, so violent, because we are human beings. We are human beings. And so we are going to be affected by what we see and what we put into ourselves on a regular basis. So what are you feeding yourself? What are you feeding yourself? Are you surrounding yourself with a balance or are you surrounding yourself with just the doom and the gloom 24-7? There are so many times because I do have apps on my phone. And there's so many times that I have had to say, okay, that's enough. That's enough. Me being dedicated to my phone, you know, had to, had to be something that I changed and adjust and made adjustments to. Have to. There are days that I don't look at it for hours. I giving myself a mental break. Okay, not a breakdown. <laughs> I don't want to wait for a breakdown. I want to give myself a mental break from all of that is going on. Yes, there are things that we need to know. There are things that we should be aware of that is happening in our society, in our country, and in our world. Always keeping abreast, being educated and informed. I am all for that. But what we do not need to do is 24-7 just bombard ourselves with everything from across the world that is going on and then think that we're going to be okay because we're going to be a society that is hopeless. Our children are seeing it and facing it and they're they are behaving in such a manner that is really unbelievable. There are people who are behaving in a manner that I can only explain they have no hope. They have no sense of hope. They don't care about themselves. So therefore, what I tell you, if a person don't care about themselves, they're not going to care about you. They're not going to care about you and your family and who you need to report back to and how many kids you have. And that, you know, because people think that if you pull on people's conscience, you know, they're supposed to care if you live or die. There are people who do not care. They don't care if you have five kids at home. They don't care if you're the only means of support that those children have. They don't care that you are, a, you know, a cancer survivor. They don't care that you are a vet. You know, they don't care that, you know, you served your country. They don't care about anything because they have no hope. They have no hope. They don't care about themselves. 
And in return, they do not care about you. We have to make sure that we do not become a society who loses hope. There is always, that's why I do this podcast, because I want to remind you all the time that there is always an opportunity for you to start all over again. Even if you made the worst mistake and you're paying your debt right now, if you're paying your debt right now, great, pay your debt, okay, and understand that you do not have to stay there. One of the things that I've noticed about people, and I was just sharing this with someone because I spoke about this before, is that we have a habit of thinking you made your bed, you lie in it, right? We say that all the time. When even when your you know children are small, you made your bed, you lie in it. In other words, you made your mistake, now you must deal with your mistake. But the problem is that people feel like now they're married to that mistake. Do you hear me? They think that they're married to that mistake. And that is not true. You don't have to keep punishing yourself for something that you've done. When you learn from that issue, that situation, that thing that you've done, you've learned from it, you regret it, you know it was wrong. You do not have to be married to it for the rest of your life. You do not have to keep beating yourself up about it for the rest of your life. And not only that, you don't have to feel like you have to be punished for it for the rest of your life. People are stuck in situations right now because they feel like I deserve this. Come on. They feel like I deserve to be here. I deserve to go through all of this because I've done this to myself. I've made my bed. I'm going to lie in it. And that's what they feel. And it's so destructive. It's self-destructive. You've already paid, you know, for that thing that you've done. You've repented for that thing that you've done. Grace has to kick in. You have to allow grace to kick in. Yeah, you made a mistake. Yeah, you said something wrong. Yeah, you did something wrong. Yes, you hurt people. Yes, you, you've you been an abuser. Yes, you've abused yourself. Yes, okay, we, I get it. At what point, once you have identified what you've done, at what point do you begin to heal? At what point do you give yourself a break to be able to heal? Come on. I share this because this is something that I am aware of that I had to deal with with myself. This is a struggle that I too have faced of understanding that you don't have to be married to your issue, to your problem, to your mistake, to whatever it is. In other words, you don't have to sit there and and, and just stay there. In that thing, you, you you become married to it, okay? And it, it could be alcohol, it could be drugs, it could be whatever it is. You you just married to it now. You're married to it. You feel like, well, man, I did this to myself. Everybody has left you. Everybody's gone. Now you're feeling sorry for yourself. I deserve to be alone. 
I deserve to be isolated and by myself because I've done this to myself. I pushed everybody away. I didn't want to be bothered with them at that time. I was going through my own thing. So now I am, I am dealing with what I've created. So I deserve this. I deserve this. You might not be consciously saying this, but you're putting that out. And you're behaving in a manner that says that. I deserve this. This is what I've done to myself. So I deserve this. That's no hope. That's not seeing yourself in the future. That's not giving yourself a future. And so we are talking about a hopeless society, a hopeless mindset, a feeling as if, oh, well, it doesn't matter. Oh, this is what I've done to myself. Let me deal with this. For 50 years, you're still dealing with it. Let me just sit here with no progress, with no change, because you feel like you deserve it, because you feel like you brought it upon yourself. You might say, I haven't been, these are just things that, that I'm thinking. You might say, well, I haven't been in my, my child's life for 15 years, 20 years. It's too late. It's too late. I'm just going to, you know, avoid this situation. For the rest of my life, it is what it is. <laughs> That's hopeless. That's hopeless. If your child wants to re-engage and engage with you, get to know you, then give that a chance. No matter how long it's been. You made a mistake. You don't have to stay there. You don't have to live there. You don't have to live there. I heard someone recently um, of a celebrity status say that they felt like they would never, you know, get married um, in their life because of mistakes that they made. And they are just going to come to terms to that, with that, you know, it is what it is. I just feel like I, that's it. I'm going to just be single for the rest of my life, you know. And in that particular area, what I see is hopeless. What I heard was because it has not worked, up, worked out up to this point and I'm at this particular age in my life, I'm not gonna even try. I'm not gonna even try. And and I don't I don't get that concept. I don't ever think that there is an age that you don't try. I don't even think that there's ever a moment in time of your life that you don't try. When you at your worst, when you at your lowest moment in your life, you still should try. If your focus at that time is just to get better, then try. I have been in some of the, you know, the toughest moments of my life, the, the, the moments where I felt pain had overcome my entire soul. And in that time, what I did was focus on healing, focus on, you know, being progressive and getting my life back together because there are things, and I shared this before, that you don't calls upon yourself all the time they come to you you know and one of the moments that i always talk about and will always talk about because it was a, a milestone in my life it was a journey for me and that was grief grief had came and wrecked my life it wrecked my life and it, it caused me to put a pause and see where i need to be and how to recover where I need to be and how to recover. I could have stayed in that place 
that I was a place of hopelessness, of hurt, pain. I felt betrayed. I felt angry. I had a, a mountain of emotions that were not healthy, that were not good. But I knew who to take it to. I knew to, to, to go into my prayer closet, my prayer time, and, and begin to release and let go of so much that I was carrying. And what's amazing about that is as much as you think that you had released or that I had released, there was more. That's something amazing about prayer time is that once you think, you know, I've let this go and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm moving on. No, 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 no. There's more. There's more. You know, there's more that I can give out. There's more that I can let go. There's more that I need to be healed from. And it can go back so far. You think that that wasn't even an issue. But it is because once healing starts to take place, you, you realize how much affected you. You realize how far back it goes. And so... We're talking, once again, about hopelessness and about being in a hopeless society and how detrimental that is to us as a society. And how to make sure that you don't become a part of that and make sure that you don't play into that. Make sure that you recognize it when it comes because it, it creeps in. Once you have been hit so many times. Or surround yourself so many times, so many times, so many times with negativity and nothing to balance that out with some positivity. Then you're gonna, you can find yourself in a place of hopelessness. Listening to uh, the people that talk now, you will hear people who are on that verge or already there of hopelessness. Okay, we are seeing suicide rates up. We're seeing mental health. Uh, illness, you know, in different forms going up because the society is facing hopelessness. And we want to make sure that we do not do that. Okay? We want to make sure that we're doing a check on ourselves and those around us that we love. You have children, especially during these times, engage with them, see how they're talking, what they're thinking. See where their minds are. If you come across, you know, your young person who are struggling during this time, if you can't help them, if you feel like your engagement with them and, and conversation and dialogue is not helping them, seek professional help because it's just that serious. It's just that serious. We need to make sure that we are not becoming a hopeless society where people will just run rapid doing whatever they feel, you know, with no consequences and no consciousness. Let me say that again because I like how it sounds. <laughs> run rapid, right? With no consequences and no consciousness. We want to make sure that that does not happen. I am praying for you guys. I hope that you are staying encouraged during this time. I hope that you are remembering who you are and how valuable you are and what you have that is valuable for those that are around you and for those who have not even met you yet. Remember how important you are to someone or many who have not heard your testimony, have not read your book, have not heard you sing, just not have 
even came in contact with your beautiful spirit. But they are waiting on you. They are waiting on you to get it together so that you can be there for them. God bless you guys so very much. Today has been absolutely amazing, as always, to share with you guys. Um, don't, I have not forgotten. I do have some, you know, some little uh, special guests coming up very soon. We have time. I don't want to rush that. I, I want it to be good and great for you guys. Please remember to go to Amazon.com or Barnes Noble and pick up one of my books, Faith versus Fear, Breaking Family Ties. Look at those book books and give me the feedback. Give me the feedback. Remember to go back and listen to some previous podcasts because there was so much information that we shared that came from those books. You could contact me and, and you could connect with me on social media platforms such as Facebook, such as uh, Instagram and Twitter. I am on those. So I look forward to continuing our dialogue. Leave me a message. Thank you to those who have and, and those who have reached out to me to allow me to hear the testimonies of how impactful this podcast has been for them. This is why I do it. I love what I do. I love to be able to come to where you are and share with you and give you some tips and some tools that I know is going to help you. And so that's why I do it. I absolutely love it. And I hope that you can hear how much I love it. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to be with me and to share with me. I do have a new website and I want you guys to make sure you go and connect with me there too. It is simple. It is Michelle with two L's, the letter C, Hall, H-A-L-L dot com. Michelle C. Hall. God bless you guys and thank you for listening to Renewed Mind Revolution Podcast. Have an outstanding day. Remember, I love you, but most importantly, God loves you more.